Welcome to Gladness and Hunger. This is a podcast exploring the vocational magic of stories and soft skills. Frederick Beekner suggested that if you want a career satisfying to both soul and bank account, the key is to find where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. My name is Leanne W. Smith. I teach students how to get jobs as a professor in the College of Business at Lipscomb University in Nashville, Tennessee. I also write inspirational fiction. Welcome to today's conversation. It is my absolute privilege to have Dr. Norma Burgess here as my guest today. She is Lipscomb's former Associate Provost of Diversity, Inclusion, and Special Initiatives. Prior to that, she served as the founding dean of the College of Arts and Sciences, which later became two colleges. She's been a member of the National Council on Family Relations for over 35 years, most recently having served as president of its board of directors. Prior to coming to Lipscomb, Dr. Burgess was the founding dean of the College of Graduate Studies at Chatham University in Pittsburgh. And prior to that, she served as chair of the Department of Child and Family Studies at Syracuse and was academic co-chair of the Bachelor of Professional Studies program. She has also served as a visiting professor in Rhodes, Greece, and as a member of the summer faculty at Cornell. Burgess is a widely published scholar with a focus on work and family and leadership development. Burgess has served as chair of the Women's Caucus of the American Association of Higher Education. She's co-author of African American Women, An Ecological Perspective, and numerous articles and other writings on work and family life, leadership, faculty development, and workplace diversity. A native of Stanton, Tennessee, Burgess holds a doctorate in sociology and a master's degree in public affairs from North Carolina State University, as well as a Bachelor of Arts degree in political science from the University of Tennessee. In 2021, she was named as a Nashville Business Journal Woman of Influence in the Trailblazer category, which honors women who have led the way for others to follow in their footsteps. I've known Dr. Burgess for about 15 years. In 2010, we traveled to China together, which was a true delight. That's where I learned what a passion she has for travel. Not long after that trip, I asked Dr. Burgess to be my mentor. I had directed a mentorship program for a few years and realized I needed to model what I was preaching. I had long admired Dr. Burgess for her cool-headed wisdom. She has been an absolute blessing in my life ever since, having long ago morphed from a mentor into becoming a dear friend who means more to me than I know how to express. She has listened to some of my most raw fears and never once made me feel anything less than capable to face them. So, Norma, thank you for being such a source of light and strength in my life, and thank you for being on my podcast today. Thank you for the invitation. I'm delighted. Yes. So, you, I thought you were in Costa Rica. It's, it's a miracle that you're here. Yeah, I came today to pick up a document. Okay. And it was supposed to be mailed to me, and it wasn't. So I presented it to the person who needed it, and she said, oh, that won't do. I said, but 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 it looks, she said, no, ma'am, it won't. We No, we need the, the one that has the official whatever. And I, I was afraid to go home without it, so I came personally to get it, and wow. I got it. I got it. You got it. I got it. <laughs> so, you know, when you move abroad, it's uh, it's a lot of paperwork. And um, that's what we needed to do, so I came to do that. People wow. think I just like to come back and forth, but I really don't. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> but I get to see special friends when I come sometimes. Well, I feel, you know, I had a strong, I told you this, but I'll, I'll tell listeners. Mm-hmm. 
yesterday morning I had such a, you were strongly on my mind. It's because I was close by. You didn't know. You were close by and I felt it. And I reached out to you. I texted you. And then yesterday I was surprised by one of my other podcast guests who showed up a day early. And we went ahead and were able to record that interview and it opened up a space today. And when when you reached out, when you replied to my text and, and said maybe we could see each other, um, it just it just felt like a gift from God. So Well, thank you. Thank you. That's what I try to be. Yeah, well, I am grateful. Yeah. So all those years ago when I asked you to be my mentor, I told you it's because of your poise. You've always been so cool under pressure. You're a woman who doesn't give her power away, and I've always been struck by that. And I know that other times that I've interviewed you in classes, I like to ask that question. But do you mind telling again, how did you... How did you come to be a person who knows herself so well and who holds her power? You know, when you give your power away, you learn a lot of things about yourself. And I gave it away. Uh, One of my early mentors back in the 90s said, she said to me, you look like you were once a very powerful woman. And I'm thinking, you can tell how you, it was pitiful. It's hard to be pitiful and powerful at the same time. So I chose the other one. Yeah, But I think I learned more about myself because I didn't know myself that well. I didn't know that. You know, I was striving to become a full professor and all that. But there were some things about me that I didn't know. And I just gave everybody the credit that they wouldn't do ugly things, would they? Yes, they will. People will do that to you sometimes. So I learned a lot of things. And I reread the the first chapter of Job because I said, well, yeah, I I got the patience of Job and I'll be okay. Then I went back and I read that God gave Satan permission to fool with Job. And I'm thinking, wait, 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 wait. He gave permission, and that just stuck with me. He gave Satan permission. And I'm thinking, I don't think he gave these people permission to do these things, so I must have. So I gave them permission to do these things without knowing that. So when I figured it out, it's like, if I gave it, I can take it back. And I took it back because I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, but from that point on, I learned a lot of things about me, a lot of things about other people. And I have stuck with that because I am God's creature. He takes good care of me, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So I never forget it. And then I learned to pass it along to other people who do the same thing that I did. Yeah. So you don't do it anymore. Because it's it's a role that you get to play when you're a Christian or when you're a mature woman who understands herself, and then you can understand other people a bit better. And I'm still reading on that, see, because there are some things that I still do that I probably shouldn't, um, and I'm working on that. It's always a work in progress. We are all works in progress. Always, yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. till the day we are lifted up. Well, you have been such a trailblazer. I wanted to ask you about that, too. Does it bring you deep gladness? It seems to me that it does bring you deep gladness to be good for others mm-hmm. and to to blaze a trail for mm-hmm. others. Do you want to talk about that a minute? I set goals really high, and there were things that I wanted to accomplish, and I didn't stop until they were. And it and it makes me feel good because I have seven younger sisters and brothers who are all watching what I did. Wow. I didn't know that, but they were. And I am very, very, very proud to say that my sister next to me is now interim president of um, – Philander Smith College in Little Rock. Wow. Okay. So it's like, <laughs> yes, one of us. Yeah. Um, but I think you have to set an example and you're given a role on earth to do things, whatever they may be. And you do the very best you can with that. And my sisters and brothers watch me. I have some very successful ones. And then we have the one who probably one day maybe will do what he's supposed to do. But right now he doesn't. And that's yeah. okay. Uh, but I think it's important to share your gifts 
give what you can of yourself and keep moving, you know, and it's important to, to always be outside of yourself as well as inside to see what you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a real privilege for me to feature Dr. Norma Burgess in this episode of Gladness and Hunger. Dr. Burgess has had a tremendous influence on me and countless others as a mentor and servant leader, and I never would have met her if I hadn't come to Lipscomb University. In Lipscomb's College of Business, where I teach, true leadership is exactly like that modeled by Dr. Burgess, servant leadership. It's not about having a position of power so much as it's taking a posture of responsibility. In a word, it's about influence. Here at Lipscomb in our business program, we seek to teach and model the values and virtues of Jesus, who we believe was the most influential leader of all time. To illustrate, let me share from a book edited by Ken Blanchard and Renee Broadwell called Leadership in Action that includes an essay co-written by Blanchard where he shares about an interaction with the well-known author and pastor John Ortberg when Ortberg said, Suppose you were a gambler 2,000 years ago. Which one would you have put your money on lasting? The Roman Empire or a little Jewish carpenter with 12 inexperienced followers? Blanchard goes on to say that Jesus is the only religious leader we know who built a management team. If you or someone you know is seeking a degree in business at either the undergraduate or graduate level, I hope you'll consider Lipscomb, where we focus on Christ as the ultimate example of what it means to be a force for good in the world. What is, what is one thing that you've always gravitated toward in all of your roles and all of your jobs? The people. I like people, and I like to do things for people. I like to be as available as I can be. But I love the people that I've worked with, even the ones who challenged me. I remember giving a speech in 2003 after an award that I won, and the title of the speech was, My Colleagues Made Me Do It. So all, <laughs> the whole year they would say, well, what did they make you do? I said, you have to come to my speech and see. Yeah. And what they did was push me, you know. Well, I wonder what Norma would think. Well, I wonder what Norma would do. But they were so proud to sit on the front one. They're like, "Yeah, well, she's had the part. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah right." You know? But I think it's um, it's it's being pushed by others to do more and more and more without exhausting yourself. Yeah. You know? So I still have a, a, a significant part of myself for me and for my family, and you know, I have enough to share. The Lord gives me so many blessings to share with others, and that's what I do. But, you know, people who push other people, I've noticed that they they typically do that with somebody who receives it well. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be ready to hear it. Some things I don't hear well. Some things it's like, oh, okay, I got it, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't, but I keep striving to do better. Um, but I think it's, uh, it's important. It's an important role in your life to be available to other people. Right. Mm-hmm. When you look back over your shoulder at your life, do you see how God was opening doors or windows of opportunity? All the for time. You? All the time. Are there any significant moments or people? Oh, I think the man I married was, and we talk about it now that we have time to talk. I think just, just knowing what you need to do when you need to do it. And when I met him, there was no particular reason that I went to Atlanta. No particular reason that I that I lived where I did, where we met, and we eventually married. And we talk about what what our lives would would have been like if we had met each other. Right. And it's scary. 
So, <laughs> so I'm very thankful for that. And he's been a, a great source of encouragement and thought, you know, somebody to bounce things off to. And we didn't always think about it that way, but I think that's what we've discovered about ourselves. Yeah. So my husband and then my children keep me honest. Mom, you know that's not right. Okay, Mom, you know you should have. You know you always should do things right. So right. I think my children and then my colleagues professionally across the, the discipline. Um, I learned a lot from them, gained a lot of wisdom, gave some of it back, and I've served a long time with uh, the National Council on Family Relations. And, you know, this is my last year of presidency uh, ending in November. And so it, you are still president. I, am I had still wondered president. if you, okay. Yep. Yeah. Till November. That's awesome. Uh, but I think it's um, just being able to, to see people, develop relationships, and learn from them. And that's been just so valuable to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You seem to have ended on a particularly sweet note mm-hmm. here at Lipscomb. Oh, I did, yes. Well, well suited to that role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another question that I had for you, I mean, I know you've always loved travel. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that I that I loved learning about mm-hmm. you when we went to China that time. Yeah. I, I just admire so much that upon retirement, you had a plan for retirement. Can you talk about how that came to be? I mean, obviously you and your husband mm-hmm. decided that together, but you willing to share your plan? Yeah. Um, I hadn't thought so much about retirement, but my husband retired a couple of years before I did, and he retired just before COVID. So I heard a sermon one morning about the the fire that God gives you, how you learn to do things. And having him in the house every day during COVID, and I'm in the house every day during COVID, was very, very unusual. Right. Uh, So we had to learn how to get get understanding of each other, how to live in the house for a long period of time together. Right. And then uh, earlier in 2021, we decided to go on vacation. So we went to Costa Rica. And at the end of uh, at the end of that vacation, he said, "Have you ever thought about retiring here?" And I said, "Have you?" He said, "Yeah, I, th- I think it would be nice." And I used to travel to Costa Rica a lot back in the '90s and led students there and everything, and traveled a lot in the country. And I said, "Well, no," I said, "But I can't think about it, you know, because I yeah. hadn't thought about retirement at all. You just work and work, and then it's like, oh, you retire, okay." Yeah. Uh, so I hadn't given it much thought, and then the more I thought about it, it's like that'd be nice. Okay, yeah. And it was a, a you know, Cocoa, we live in Playa del Coco in Guanacaste, north, northwestern Costa Rica. And it's a beautiful place. And when we thought about it, uh, last year in August, we went on our due diligence tour all over Costa Rica to see where we wanted to land and where we wanted to be. So we did that. And it's it's just a beautiful place. It's peaceful and it's mostly green and sometimes brown. And, it's you know, it's, it's a beautiful place, a beautiful set setting to land in it's peaceful um, but we talked about it a lot and we came to that conclusion together and we decided to do it it's like we don't know how we're going to do it are we going to really do it you think the yeah. lord will bless it <laughs> i mean those those are the questions that we asked ourselves right. and then we looked at financials and all sorts of things and that's what we decided to do wow mm-hmm. and now you're pushing through all the the paperwork the paperwork yeah, yeah. The paperwork is important we want to be long-term residents there so you have to do paperwork so that's what we're doing Mm -hmm. wow yeah and i would love to ask for some of your wisdom for young people for young people yeah okay what are your top wisdom nuggets for young people the best nugget i can give is to make sure that you always think about your future you know you don't know when your last day will be so live it as if it's your last day 
whatever you do, enjoy the food you just ate because you might not get another meal. Right. And don't put off things until tomorrow because you may not get tomorrow. Right. So that way you don't look back when you are older and say, I wish I had, if I should have, I could have, I would have, maybe I would, you know. Right. You're thinking about what your future looks like and you can't predict into it. So that means you have to live basically day to day to get Be the present most in your yeah, life. Always, yeah. always. So I think sometimes people shortchange themselves by not thinking about it that way. And you can't wait until whenever, 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 whenever to do something. You have to do it now. And I think your life will be better. You're more present. You're more active. And you don't have the worries that you would if you brought in uh, tomorrow and today. Yes. Today has its own set of worries. Tomorrow's will, tomorrow will also. So just be aware and thankful for the day that you have and enjoy yeah. every minute of it. So when I'm gone and you see my tombstone, you say, she squeezed every second out of that life. And that's, that's exactly right. what I'm doing. I love every that. Every day. Every day. This is a woman who, I remember you telling me, and you probably did this so many times, but I remember one time we were we had a meeting and you had just hopped a plane to go to L.A., I think. Seattle. <laughs> For the day. For the day. Oh, yes. Yeah. And come back that night. Yeah. Just because you wanted to. Because I wanted to. I knew from, I got on the plane, I said, now by 11 o'clock to be lunchtime, I can go to Nordstrom. And I can shop, and I can go to the market and eat. Then I can come back in the afternoon on a late flight. And that's exactly what I did. And people look at you just here for the day, just for the day. I love that. It was beautiful to that day. It wasn't raining, wasn't drizzly. It was sunny <laughs> and nice. So you know, it's that's like carpe diem right there. Yes, this yes. season the day. Yes, yes, absolutely. So wow. I think it's um, it's important to look at God's blessings and all the things around you because they're there, but you got to pay attention to them. Right. Open your eyes. Yeah, and don't get caught up in other other things that don't matter. And you matter. were so good for me so many different times when I would when I would bring my fears to your, you know, lay them before you at your feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you always have had uh, such an ability to help dissipate the fears. And look at you now. Oh, I see your books all along the show. Oh, yes. See. They're on the wall I remember here. Leaving Independence was the first one. Talking to you about it. Yeah, yeah. it's like, write it, write it, write it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, I marvel still. So proud. <laughs> so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. You are so kind. Yeah. Well, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud to just have had you as a gift, as the gift that you are in my life. And I do teach soft skills. The final question mm-hmm. I would love to ask you, and I guess we, we talked about that a little bit, but do you have any specific advice for young people or another way to frame that is what are, what are the kind of people that you want to work with most that people should strive to be, that young people could mm-hmm. could seek to have these qualities in their lives? Kindness. Kindness. Kindness brings you wisdom. Huh. And, you know, I think, and I say that because I have a my granddaughter, Turned 13 on, on Friday, right? Aww. So she's going through that 13-year-old hormonal, you know. Right. And I learned something uh, this week as I sat with her. Kindness is so important to her. Mm. But she's not always kind because she's going through all these changes in her mind and in her body and everything. Right. But kindness is one where that I learned to use with her. I said, oh, thank you so much for helping me with such and such. She says, you're welcome. But in the meantime... Don't come in my room. And I said, okay, well, thank you so much for letting me come in your room. Thank you for letting me fold your clothes and help you with this. It worked. 
<laughs> it worked. And, and I think it's, it's just being kind to her right. so that she sees the kindness in me. And I don't know what she saw, but it wasn't that, you know, it's like, oh, just angry. And, yeah. you know, mind the, the, the energy that 13-year-olds give you and the eye rolls and all the things that they give you. Right. I changed it. Uh. And she went shopping with me. Oh, I bet she was blessed. She was. And, you know, I think part of it was how can I allow Graham to be kind to me without showing the side that I don't want her to see? I yeah. said, oh, I see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. And, I, and, I, and I said, thank you more than more. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate helping. Oh, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think kindness is one. When you find yeah. a kind person or the thing that I, I think that I'd like to stress is you be kind. You yeah. speak first. You say something nice to somebody. That may be all they get. And when you speak to people, they'll smile usually. Right. And if they don't, you can have a conversation about what's what's bothering them, you know, because you haven't lost anything. You got all God's grace with you. Right. They may not have it. That's beautiful. So kindness and wisdom go kind of go together. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If you will receive it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you can't, and you're in yeah. a spot where you don't want to hear anything from anybody. You don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to see anybody. You can wait. True. You haven't lost anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And you lose nothing when you're kind. Yeah. You gain a lot. Well, thank you. Thank you for all the kindness you've extended to others, including your granddaughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me, your granddaughter, all the thousands of others in your life. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being on my podcast. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you for listening. May today's conversation fan the flames of your own dreams and offer you practical insights as you seek to satisfy the world's deep hunger with the gifts God has placed securely in your own hand. Until next time.